our dealings tonight is about the power of being alone with God. In the book of Acts chapter 12, we're going to be looking at some scriptures very quickly and then we will see how the Lord will help us to build on this. And after that, uh, my wife will be leading us into another session of prayer based on the word that God will be speaking to us. In Acts chapter 12, from verse 1, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Herod was a king. And at that time, he stretched forth his hand to begin to vex. The word vex is to torment, is to afflict. That's the word vex. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Can you imagine? He wanted to start taking them one after the other. When devil sees that the church does nothing, about his activities. He finds a comfort zone. When devil sees. A cold church. A prayerless church. A church without fire. That place becomes a breeding place. For the activities of the devil. So Herod discovered. That it pleased the Jews. And then. The second hand was stretched. Let's take another pressing. Maybe after that pressing. The third pressing will come. It might not now be. One and one again. It might be two now. Three, four, five. At the same time. So verse 4 says, when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. Intending after he started to bring him forth to the people. Every intention of the devil and evil people concerning the church of the Lord. As we are going to be awakened. 
as the Lord will be steering us up to a praying church tonight, those intentions will be aborted. Peter therefore was kept in prison. And don't forget, Peter was a leader of the church. And when devil tampers with the leader, then he will have his way easily with the rest. That's why it's so important to pray for church leaders. Very important to pray for church leaders. They are always the prime target of the devil. They are always the first target of the devil. But prayer, and that's where I'm going, was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. The church woke up. The church said, not again. Can we say it loud and clear? Not again. Not again. Yeah. That was what happened to the church. The church was awakened to the fact that if error should be given another opportunity, the church will remain in bondage. I love the world, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. The church rose up to our intercessory mandate. One major mandate of the church is intercession. One major mandate of the church is intercession. Now, every time we talk about the church, don't forget that we're talking about you and I. We are talking about us coming together in the place of prayer. And that's why tonight we are starting this matter with power of spending time alone with God. A praying church begins with the life of prayer of individual believers. That's where a praying church is birthed. Your private prayer life has a great way to affect the health of the church. But before I begin to focus or we begin to move into that in the coming week, your private prayer life is so important.
important to what God can do through your own life. You are a member of the church. You are part of the church. God expects you and I to have a vibrant, a powerful, private prayer life with him. One of the reasons the church seems to be very weak in our time is because most believers have epileptic private prayer life. We don't have a life that is personal with God. There are many of us that the only time you know that you can pray is when you come together in the corporate gathering. And sometimes when I look at the way many of us pray when we are in the corporate gathering, it actually shows how dead your personal prayer life can look like. That's the truth. There is power in numbers. Great power in numbers. Two will always be better than one. So when you are two, you have some sort of encouragement, you have some sort of support, you have some sort of passion. Now, when you are now two, three, four, Jesus said, we are two or three people gather in his name. He said, it's there in their midst. So when three of us, when four of us, when we gather, and our prayer as a church or as a fellowship or as a group looks very weak, then that can tell you how weak our private prayer life can look like. If our collective prayer life, if a church prayer life is not effective, that tells you something, that the health of the prayer life of the members that makes that church is very, very sick. But my prayer is that from tonight, God will do something about our personal prayer lives. I want us to go very quickly now to the book of Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. From verse 1, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brought them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, 
and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses, Elijah talking with him. And Peter said, Peter answered and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you will, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Why he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, don't be afraid. And when they had lifted up their hearts, they saw no man, save Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them saying, Tell the vision. Everybody say the vision. Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. I don't have much time again, but let me just lay this foundation tonight. If you have been reading the account of Matthew chapter 17 on that mountain of transfiguration experience, one thing you are going to realize is that Jesus was a major character there. Everything revolved around him. And I want you to please, let us do this exposition. Very important. Every other Wednesday that will build on it, it will help us. One thing you can note about Jesus is that he was a man of prayer. Before he was going to do anything, any responding to any activity, Jesus was going to first spend time with the Father. You remember Matthew chapter 14. After there was an encounter with miracles and all that, the disciples needed to cross over. He sent them. The Bible said he went aside and he had this discipline of spending time alone with God. That was noted about his life. And when you check the result of the life of Jesus, you can testify to the power of spending time alone with God. Sometimes when he spent time alone with God and he emerges, he appears. They can come to him with temptation. They will not be able to capture him. Why Pastor Nika was leading us prayer here, he told us about the Pharisees. They were land people. They knew everything about the law. They will sit down with the law day and night. They lived their life with the law. They were intellectuals. 
but the kind of revelation that Jesus always gets when he spent time with God, when these intellectuals we want to capture him, he will taste them. Why? Because there is great power in your private prayer life. Another character you are going to see happened to be Moses. When you check the book of Exodus chapter 34, you realize that God dealt with Moses about building a tabernacle. Tabernacle has to do with a place of meeting. But this Moses, that tabernacle was built, we always leave the tabernacle also to have a private place to spend with God. I see this man Moses. A time came that God was so interested and enjoying the private time that Moses was spending with him and he will say to Moses when you are coming to the mountain come alone. Don't allow others to come with you. The best they could do to get close is to stay at the feet of the mountain. And this Moses, when you extray his life, you can testify to the result of spending time alone with God. Another character there is Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 17 and 1 Kings chapter 18, the opening of 1 Kings chapter 17 told us about a man, Elijah the Tishbite, who suddenly appeared before the king of the land and told him of an announcement, a decree of what will happen in the land for three and a half years. And immediately he made that declaration. He turned back. God honored his word. This man Elijah, one thing that he said about himself is that he was a man who stands before God. So Elijah had a personal time with God. Our Christian life is not complete without developing a personal private prayer life with God. And I'm not just saying to you this. See, let us get to a point we just stop hearing and start doing. Let the word of God begin to affect us that we put it into practice. Because if you don't start to put words that flows from this altar, excuse me, if we can begin to engage everything we come here to hear, we will become what God wants us to be. Nothing will stop us. By now, every one of us will have been operating in some dimensions. This church will have become a powerful church that will be stirring up revival. But I know it's not late. 
I know God will do it for us. In First Kings chapter 18, this character that was present talking with Jesus, Elijah came back to Ahab. He was so bold. Immediately he had God. Because the more you spend time privately with God, the more clearly you can hear him. God's voice can never be scarce to those who always spend time privately with God. He knew what God wanted to do. He had first hand of the agenda of God at hand per time. He returned. He had gather all the enemies of God, the prophet of Baal, Ashtoreth, and gather them. God is about to do something. And this man, you know the story in First King chapter 18, by the time all these false prophets did theirs, Elijah was looking for revival. One man stood single-handedly, prayed the prayer, and even honored that prayer, and there was fire. The power of your public prayer life is determined by the effectiveness of your private prayer life. You know, it has always been said that when you see people praying too long you, in the public, you say, please, can you just bless this food? And for 20 minutes, they are just blessing. Bless food. Father, we thank you for this food. We receive it with grace. When people pray too long in the public, it is a sign that there is shallowness in the private. Men who have privacy with God don't pray too long in the public. Do you see Jesus? When he was passing through the fig tree in Mark chapter 11, the Bible said he only spoke to the tree. He spoke to the tree. Let no man eat fruit from you. Henceforth. It is not the prayer you pray in the public that makes power to happen. It is the power you generate in the private that empowers your prayer in the public. So Elijah said, God, let it be known that I have not done this by my own power. I have not just come on my own. And Elijah said, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. God confirmed. He answered by fire. In the public space, God will never fail you. Where you need God most, where God needs to show himself strong most, at the time when you need to say this is God and God needs to appear, I decree again, you will not be disgraced. So, our time is fast spent. Elijah was this character. 
I don't know about you. Each time I study the Bible, the question is that, Lord, these people are not angels. As a matter of fact, Jesus was saying, telling the disciples and said to them, he said, there has been no prophet that has ever risen greater than John the Baptist. He said, but the least in the kingdom, in the kingdom, the least, that means including you, including me, we are the least. We are greater than John the Baptist. Now, what does that tell you? That tells you that Elijah was not greater than John the Baptist. Moses was not greater than John the Baptist. So John the Baptist was the last of the old covenant prophet. But Jesus said, anyone who is in Christ, who has the Holy Ghost living in him, is now greater than John the Baptist. That means the least of us seated here is greater than Moses. Is greater than Elijah. The question is that why are we limited? So Jesus now took them. Peter, James, and John and said, see, I am taking you up there. I want to come and show you an experience. I want you to come and have an encounter with glory that is called excellent glory. What Jesus did with them was to take them apart privately. He brought them into a place where he was going to teach them a private prayer life. Jesus could have done that among all the twelve. Jesus could have done that among the crowd. But Jesus was teaching us a lesson. There are dimensions of encounters that you cannot have in the public with God except in your private time with him. Great encounters that makes us who God wants us to be. They are not found in the public. As wonderful as this gathering is, as wonderful as any gathering can be, what God can do with your life will be generated in your private prayer life with God. So when you don't have a private prayer life with God, excuse me, you need to cry. Maybe I should read two more scriptures. Then now begin to wrap it up. Second Corinthians chapter 3. I still want you to put your heart on that Matthew chapter 17 from verse 1 to 9 that we read. Don't forget Jesus was a major character. Don't forget that Moses and Elijah were also characters who were talking with Jesus about his death. But I told you that Christ was teaching the other three because it was for them that encounter was arranged. There are encounters waiting for you. 
Somebody says something and it baffles me. Said there are many answers to prayers lying fallow in heaven, waiting for those who hold them to claim. Do you hear what I said? There are many answers to prayers that are lying fallow, lying there in heaven, unclaimed. So the encounter of these three people. That encounter, Jesus taking them, it wasn't for Jesus. It wasn't for Moses. It wasn't for Elijah. It was for them. Your encounter for excellent glory that is waiting for you. From tonight, you will not miss it again. Second Corinthians chapter 3 Look at verse 8 to 10. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. I want to show you something very key. You need to get open to this scripture. Check verse 10. Don't forget verse 9 is where our prophetic theme for this month comes out of. Excellent glory. Now check verse 10. For even that verse 10 rather. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. By reason of the glory that excelled. That is where our prophetic team is taken from. Second Corinthians 3.10 Excellent glory. So what is excellent glory? Excellent glory simply means one thing. It means the glory of Jesus. Every weight, every value, every honor, every power that Jesus commands is called excellent glory. So this was what Jesus wanted this three to enter into. There was a glory of Moses and Elijah a glory dispensation are you getting what I'm teaching please and then another glory was about to emerge James Peter and John Jesus was in between do you know between the old dispensation and this now dispensation do you know Jesus is in between so Jesus brought them to a point where they saw Moses and Elijah and then they heard the voice from heaven. They saw certain glory dimension of Christ they have never seen before. And after that encounter, everything about Peter, everything about James, everything about John changed. 
they began to operate in a glory dimension far greater than Moses ever operated, far greater than Elijah ever operated. Why? Because they were brought into a private place with God. Come with me to the book of Psalms. Let's begin to get set. We're going to pray in the next few minutes. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I see that shadow as under the excellent glory of the Almighty. He that has a private prayer life. Please take note. God is calling us to a life in the secret place. God is calling us to a life in the secret place because glorious things are made in the secret place. Spiritual life in the secret place is the life alone with God. Every time you develop a prayer life that you can spend time alone with God, I told us before some of us entered, I said, many of us today don't have a private personal prayer life. And it is the reason why you have not entered, why I have not entered into some dimensions in Christ. There are encounters of glory you can't see until your private prayer life is effective. Until you can confidently, when you confidently spend time alone with God. One of the things that should always burden your heart is that you have not spent time alone with God. Many of us like activities, but we don't consider the greatest thing that can change your life. Spending time alone with God. Our Father and the Lord are the Geo, Pastor Adeboe, today, over 80, is still spending time while everybody will be sleeping around that camp. During the minister's conference, in the city you go for me, he was talking to them about how they should. They went for a walk. You know, they normally go for, we normally go for a walk during the minister's conference. They now went for a walk. He now told them, he said, how is it that you are able to pray? I see many of you while I was walking and praying. You were many around me. You were just making noise. 
And he told them, he said, tomorrow when we go for this prayer, I know you are trying to protect me. You don't want people to come. He said, the maximum people you want to see around him should be 12. The maximum people he want to see around him should be 12. Because the most effective prayer life is a prayer life in privacy. And let me tell you this, you can write it down. There is no substitute for a prayer life of privacy with God. No substitute for time with God. You don't have any substitute. I have discovered watching believers who have become great generals that time alone with God supernaturally shapes our character and our destiny. If you check the book of Genesis chapter 32, Jacob entered into his destiny when he was left alone. He was deliberate about it. Nobody told Jacob to say, okay, come alone. His encounter of transformation was waiting for him. But he could have missed it if he still spent time with the family. I've always been saying to us, there will come a time, there must always be a time that you have a time out. It can be inside your home, inside your house. But learn to have a personal, private life of prayer with God. There are things God wants to say to you, not to us. God wants your relationship with him to be so personal. There are times you want to talk to your husband. You don't want to talk to people. There are times you want to talk to your children. You don't even want to talk to them together. Maybe one after the other. To say certain things to them. The same way God wants to have a personal time with you. So very quickly before you pray. Excellent glory is accessible as we develop a life of private prayer life with God. That was how the apostles of old entered into it. Those that God still uses now that are operating, manifesting God, manifesting Jesus in a greater way. They have private time with God. They have private time with God. Tell your neighbor it's a must for you. I can't hear you tell your neighbor that it's a must for you. And you know something before I mention what this will make out of you? Many people don't have a private time of prayer with God because they lack hunger for it. To have a private time of prayer with God, you must have hunger, hunger, hunger. There are dimensions of pleasure and encounters I've told you, you can't have when we have corporate prayers. There are expressions that you cannot make in corporate prayers. Also, number two, not just hunger alone, you must resist the pressures 
hindering you from having private prayer life with God. One of the pressures is busyness. You are busy here and there. Some of us have been busy today now that if I ask you, how many minutes of private time did you have with God today? You have to be deliberate about it. You must know that, see, one of the most, that's what the Holy Spirit told me and I'm telling you. He said one of the most potent weapons in the hand of the devil now is busyness. Many of us are busy for nothing. And you see, things that you are busy on or you are busy over, you discover that having done all, you achieve little result. I have seen the power of spending time alone with God. Ask Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. He told Ahab to go and eat and drink. This man that I told you had the private personal life with God went to the mountain and prayed. The Bible says as he got down, the hand of God rested on him. And there was a speed. See, there is always a speed for somebody who has a private life with God in prayer than somebody who is too busy. Let people be running here and there. You take as a priority having a private prayer life with God. It will change everything. Number three, the reason people don't have a private prayer life with God is because they lack the holiness of life. There is always fear to approach the presence of God. You know that you can deceive people, but you can't deceive God. So there is fear in your heart because of your lifestyle. You know you can't approach him. Psalm 15. Go and check Psalm 15. You can't approach him before you get there. There is a guilt in your heart that is already telling you that you are not meeting a man. So you don't have the confidence to meet with him. And you are missing out. So instead of continuing with a life of sin, a life that denies you the audacity and the confidence to spend time with the one who can make you, why not do away with those things that barricade you? Are you getting what I'm saying? The fourth reason why people don't have private time with God is because they have not seen the glory that is in it. When you see the glory that lies in spending time alone with God, it won't be an advice for you to do again. You will fight everything that wants to deny you spending time with God. See, some people God have used before. I read about some people. They will leave. They are, when they are walking like this, there's what we call woods, forest in their time. They will leave for some minutes. It's as if, they, it's as if somebody, something is just pumping in somebody. They will quickly run to the forest and they will cry. They will cry to God. Cry to God and come back. They have poured out their heart. Spend time with God. They have seen the glory. When you see the beauty of something, it continues to attract. So when you see the beauty, 
that lies in spending time alone with God, nothing takes you away from that place. You want to go there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I pray from tonight that this word will become a steering and a drawing in your heart. If you don't maintain a private prayer life, if it is ineffective, if you get to his presence and you can't even spend time with God, you can't stay there. You have not been enjoying private time with God. God will do something about us tonight. What will a private prayer life make out of you? We are in the month of excellent glory. Number one, it will make you a person who really knows the Lord. You will not just know God by theory. Those who spend time alone with God, they really know God. Peter, James, and John, that was the day they really knew Christ. They have been attending services, discipleship sessions, but when they got to a private time with God, with Jesus, they knew him. You can't know Jesus so much just on the pulpit, just as you are seated. This has to lead you back. Tonight now you need to be hungry with this I've shared with you. He will reveal himself to you. Number two, you become a person of deep and earnest prayer. Your prayer life becomes so deep. You leave the realm of shallow praying. Because you are now praying in the realm of glory. Your prayer language will change. How many of us want to go deeper in our prayer life? See, as you develop time with God, your prayer life goes deeper. You become earnest. Number three, you become a person who have the secret of God. Private life with God opens access to the secret of God. The secret things belong to God. But those things that are revealed belong to us, his children. So that we may fear him, do his will. He will reveal. You will be a person who have the secret of God. David had the secret of God. Abraham had the secret of God. Jesus had the secret of God. And people like Peter after that encounter... They started having the secret of God. Number four, you become a person with spiritual vision of God's glory. And do you know something? When you have the spiritual vision of God's glory, your life is transported into glory. Glory vision cannot leave you in the place of disgrace. You are transported to glory. You become a glory carrier. That's why people like Apostle Peter were saying things we have seen. Things we have seen. They were high witnesses. 
And that's why I told you when I say excellent glory this month, what will you say? I am an excellent word testifier. Because whether you like it or not, God will give you an encounter with his excellent glory this month. Number five, you become a person who carries out special assignment for God. When you learn to spend time with God, God has assignment for you. He will tell you, Emmanuel, I want you to do this. Do you know God has assignment? But there are many of his children that are nowhere to be found. Only those who are too close you can send on errand. That's why it, there is a saying, God does not use the powerful, he uses the available. Isn't it? So, it is somebody who is available. For instance, in the church now, is when, when the Lord started developing me through my disciple. One of the things he told me is that, Brother make yourself available. It is the person that makes himself available that can be used. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So, as you get close, as you spend time, God gives you an assignment. My son, I want you to go and do this. My daughter, I want you to go and do this. You become somebody with apostolic spirit. He sends you. And you know something? Can the king of glory send you or send you on errand and your life will be limited? Who can you run errand for that is as great as the Lord Jesus Christ? You become an agent of transformation, agent of healing, agent of joy. He will send you. Some people have been saying, God use me, God use me, God use me. It is not just a cry. You have to be available with him. Angels, Gabriel, he came to Mary. They are always staying in his presence until he sends them. Number six, you become a person who have the revelation that answers what bothers others. You have the revelation of answers of the things that bothers others. <laughs> The chief security, the person in charge of the security in RCCG, said something recently. And when I listened to him, I said, wow. He said there was a particular congress they wanted to do in the camp. And from all the state, all the quarters in the, na in the nation, news were coming to him, reports were coming to him. Go and tell daddy to cancel this congress. Go and tell daddy to cancel this congress. And they gave him all the fact of the security threat that was roaming in the air. And he said, having analyzed all the letters, he himself now went to daddy and said, daddy, uh, this is all that I had though. We need to cancel the congress. You know something? He said, and daddy Gio laughed. And he said he was like, ah. with all this that, sir, I have said, you laughed. And that the laughed again. And that Dio said, son, I have heard you. Go and do all that you can do. Go will do what you cannot do. You know what baffles me there? Psalm 2 says, when the wicked people of the earth, the kings of the earth, when they make all their plans, 
He that sit in heaven. What will he do? He will laugh. Will you laugh and laugh at the devil right now where you are seated? Just laugh. Just laugh. Just laugh. <laughs> laugh him to scorn. Just laugh. You do You laugh. Glory be to Jesus. Some of us, when we hear certain reports, we are shivering. How will I do it? How will I do it? Bishop Oedepo, <laughs> he said, Mommy Faith said one day when she was pregnant, I said, I just see blood. I just see blood. He said, that's the blood of Jesus. Can I have my meal? He said, I have miscarriage. He said, no, no, there's nothing like miscarriage. Can I have my meal? By revelation. He said, that settles it. What others will be taking? Can I check that blood? Can I see where it's flowing? Can I check it? Can I? And you are helping the devil right there. When you spend time with God and you emerge from a place of spending time, everything that baffles others, you laugh at them. You have a revelation that God is in charge. Number seven, you become a person who carries God's anointing. Time alone with God is the resource center of anointing. Anytime you see anybody who is anointed, there are always people who are addicted in spending time with God. God is not into favoritism. I want to annoy this, I will not annoy. No. The more you press in spending time, he anoints you. No one can be anointed who does not have a private prayer life. Number seven, isn't it? Number eight, a person who never struggles in the affairs and the battles of life. You spend time with God, no more struggle. David did not need the weapon of Saul to confront Goliath. There was no struggle. He had been with God. He had been with God. Moses, we are emerged from time alone with God, his face will be shining. Some of us need to start carrying faces that witches will not be able to look at again. Some of us, you see some witches, you are the one to say, I don't want to meet her again. I don't want to meet him again. Excuse me. You don't have a private life with God. We should become believers that witches can't look at our faces. Because of the radiation of the excellent glory shining forth. A brother mine in the Lord said to me recently and said sir and I told mommy he said sir he said sir I wonder uh, why all these people we that we are believers will be saying we are powerful and we are praying and yet we can't go to our family houses he said I used to wonder who should be bold to go to their family houses we are not bold because you think they are more powerful. When you carry the presence of God in time alone with God, you become highly empowered. Highly empowered. Number nine, you become a person prepared to be who God has called you to be. Who God has called you to be. And number ten, you become a person like Jesus. 
All that I share with you, that wraps it all. Spending time alone with God makes his presence, his personality to rub off on you. You can't be like Jesus just wishing. You can't be like Jesus just attending church services. You must spend time. Where I come from, they used to say, when a leaf stays so long with a soap, it becomes soap. When you spend time privately so much with Jesus, you don't need any formula to be like him. You be like the one you stay with most. That's why they normally say husband and wife are now looking alike. Because you have been seeing them together over time, over the years, two years, five years, ten years, twenty years, you now say daddy and mommy are looking alike. I decree tonight upon everyone under the sound of my voice the grace and the empowerment to be like Jesus. For you to start spending private time with God, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Please rise to your feet. We'll be praying within a few minutes. I want you to pray. And I want you to get dissatisfied with all the hindrances that encumbered you that have not allowed you to develop a private time with God. Lord, tonight, deliver me from this business. I want to have an encounter with your excellent glory. Lord, revive my private prayer life. And as she comes forward to lead us to pray, all the ten things that I share with you, they are your prayer point. Oh. They are things that can begin to happen. Lift your two hands wherever you are. If this world has affected you, cry to the Lord. Lord, tonight, do something about my personal prayer life with you. Lord, revive my personal prayer life with you. Take me to the mountain apart with you. And from tonight, don't let me come from down from there anymore. Please lift your voice to God. That's your cry tonight. That's your cry tonight. Lord, do something with my personal prayer time. Do something, Lord. Do something, Lord. With my personal prayer life tonight. Do something, Lord. Do something, Lord. Man, take every Bahashetag Lanaos and Dagabato Shetag Lanahazet or Shedegla. Reprove Rebida Hazeketadara and Bragabaso Tagla Handano Shetagladom. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. The Bible about Elijah. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like passion, and he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly that there should be no rain. There should be no. And the Bible says what. 
vow did not happen because he prayed. He was a man of like passion. He was like you. He was like me. He prayed that there should be not. And that did not take place until he returned back that there should be. And when he prayed again, the rain came. He was a man of like passion. He was like you and me. See, that daddy mentioned it, that God does not have favoritism. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. When he sees a man that can pray, there is a God that can answer. There is a God who will answer prayer when he sees a man that can pray. I want us to lift our voice to the Lord tonight and tell the Lord that whatever that is hindering my prayer life, whatever that is subdue my prayer life, whatever that is limiting my prayer life, tonight, oh God, deal with them, deal with them, deal with them, oh God, deal with them, oh God, live everything, oh God, that is limiting my prayer life. Everything, oh God, that is weakening my prayer life. Everything, oh God, that is making me, oh God, to be weak in the place of prayer. Tonight, oh God, do we deal with it? in Jesus in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 29 verse 28 the Bible says the man said the angel of the Lord speaking your name will no longer be called Jacob. You have, you have struggled with God and with men. And you have won. <laughs> you have struggled with God. You have struggled with men. And you have won. That does not come out, out of ordinary, ordinary play. That, was, that does not happen in the place of sleeping. That did not happen in the place of dining and whining. This man was wrestling the pastor all through the night. He was praying. He was in the place of prayer. And the Bible tells us that you have wrestled with God. You have struggled with God. You have struggled with man. And you have won. Therefore, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Your name cannot be limited. See, we will not be limited when we know how to God in the place of prayer. We can never be limited when we know how to pray. We cannot be limited. Tonight, can we just pray tonight that everything, the word that he has shared with us, he mentioned four things that make people not to spend time with God. Can you cry to the Lord and Lord, there, let there be hunger. Create hunger in me. Create hunger in me. Create hunger in me, O God, for prayer. Create hunger in me, O God, for prayer. Create hunger in me, O God, for prayer. So many people are not hungry. Therefore, they don't have business with prayer. They are satisfied with their level. They are satisfied with their level. Create hunger in me. Create hunger in me. Create hunger in me. Create hunger in me. Great on 
Inability to pray or failure to pray is a sign of pride. What you are saying to God is that God, I don't need you. I don't need you in this matter. I don't need you in my life. That is what happened. When we fail to pray, when we fail to pray, we are telling God, God, step aside. Just stay your own. Let me stay my own. And I announce to you that there is nobody that will not seek God in the place of prayer that can amount to anything. There is no one who will say, Lord, say your own and let me say my own. That will fulfill the glorious destiny. That will see the excellent glory that God has planned and proposed for each or, or for, for his own life. I want us to pray tonight. The Bible says that, that there is a spirit that grown but with that make intercession for us with great groaning that cannot be hotter. And that is the Holy Spirit. Can we plead tonight that Holy Spirit come upon me with the power of effective prayer life. Come upon me tonight. Invade my life with the, prayer, with the power of, it, of prayer. Invade my life. Invade my life. Holy God. Invade my life with the power of effective prayer life. Invade my life. Invade my life. Holy God. You are the one that helps us even in the place of prayer. You are the one who has. You are the one who has in the place of prayer. You are the one who has. You are the one who has. You are the one who has. Holy Ghost, invade my life tonight. Oh, take over my life. Invade my life with the power of uncanny prayer life. Oh, uncanny prayer life. Uncanny prayer life. Master, interrupt in Jesus' name we are praying. Number two point that I didn't mention is that there, there, are, there are pressures, pressures of life. And that does not, either 
we, we allow anything to press us down in the place of prayer or we allow anything to limit us in the prayer in the place of prayer it is not an excuse can we pray tonight lord empower me above everything that has been limiting me empower me oh god we need to be empowered above the pressure of life we need to be empowered above the circumstances of life that may be limiting us even in the place of prayer it may be weakness it may be laziness it may be time our time that is being spent for another thing can you tell god tonight empower me above every limitation in the place of prayer empower me above every limitation in the place of prayer empower me i receive the power of god to live an effective prayer life i receive the power of god the empowerment of the spirit to live an effective prayer life in the name of of God, then their prayer life can still be limited or shallow. Uh, the Bible talks about the, 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 the story that you share with us tonight in Matthew chapter 17, when Jesus took the street to the Mount of Transfiguration. In later, when Jesus had gone to be with the Lord, the Apostle Peter was saying that what our eyes have seen, what our what we have seen, you cannot confuse us about that. We have seen it, and because we have seen it, we are witnesses of this thing. Can we tell God, Lord, I want to see your glory? That was the same prayer Moses prayed. He said, Lord, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you, Lord. I want to have encounter with your glory that will make my prayer life very effective. I want to have encounter with your glory, Lord. I want to have encounter with the glory of God, with the excellent glory of God that will fire me up in the place of prayer in the name of Jesus. Oh, Oh, let me your daughter, let me your son, that I have a sense of divine secret, 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 that I have a sense of divine secret,